It's a tremendous chus, it's a privilege to take part in this wonderful endeavor. It's a great project when I first heard of it from uh, Rav Miller about six or eight months ago. I was very excited. And I think it's a tremendous chus for anyone who's involved. Hashem is going to pick up, you know. In the Daf Yomi cycle, many times when the Daf Yomi cycle starts, it's packed for Masechet Brachos. When it comes time for Shabbos, you know, Shabbos. Ba Shabbos Ba Menucha. So people take a rest. Time comes for Masechet Seruvin, that's already Mechuslat Chum. When it comes time for Masechet Psochim, Baal you can't find a guy. Baal Yerai, Baal Yimatze. Emet Hashem, it's not going to be like that in the Shulchanach. It's just going to pick up more and more and more. Ad Shemala Haaretz Deya Es Hashem Kamayim Layam Mechasim Emet Hashem. I can't think of a, a greater schus to be involved in, not just you guys, especially the Magid Eshiu and the founder, the facilitator, the organizer of all this. It's a tremendous, tremendous schus, and I truly, I'm envious of you. Who wouldn't be envious of Meir Shapira today? But back then, people, Mishtama laughed at him. Okay, so you got 15, 20 guys. He's laughing today. You're going to be laughing in Mitzvah Hashem. After 120, you don't understand the reward that's waiting for you over there. Mezakeh Arabim, there is nothing like it. So it's a tremendous, tremendous chus. So now that you embarked on the journey of Hilchos Shabbos, the title for this year was the Unknown Halachos of Shabbos. Now that's kind of a tricky because if it's unknown, I'm not supposed to reveal them. If I will reveal them, they're not going to be unknown. If I will say some halachos and they are known, so the title is totally wrong because it wasn't unknown. But, and we're going to try, we do our best. But just a few words before about the chashivus, the tremendous importance of learning Hilchos Shabbos and teaching Hilchos Shabbos. The Bach in Oachayim Simon Reish Tzadik brings a Yalkut, Yalkut Shimoni, in Pashas Vayakel, Remez Talmid Chochem. That's the way to remember it. Remez Taf Ches, Talmid Chochem. And listen to a language of the Merdash. Vayakel Moshe, that's how the Pasha starts. Vayakel Moshe. Amhura Botenu Baalei Agada. Our rabbis say, Mitchila Satoira Ve'ad Soifa. From the beginning of the Torah until the end. Enba Pasha Sheneemar Beroisha Vayakel Elazois Bilva. This is the only time you find the word Vayakel. And Moshe Rabbeinu gathered everybody here. Why? Omar HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Aselecha Kehilos Gedoilois, gather a lot of people, Udrosh Lifnehem Barabim Hilchos Shabbos. Why is this so important? Kedei, Sheyilmedu Mimcha Doiros Habayim, Lehakhil Kehilos Bechol Shabbos Veshabbos, Velichnos Batei Midrashois, Lelamed Ulehoiros Leisroel Divrei Toira, Isu Veheter, Kedei, so that's exactly what you're doing. You're following suit. Moshe Rabbeinu is the example and you're learning from him. The Egleg Tal has a tremendous chidush. Egleg Tal is the Avni Neza. And he writes, Just like we find that Shabbos has the weight corresponding to all the mitzvahs, so too one who learns Hilchos Shabbos and one who teaches Hilchos Shabbos has the weight corresponding to learning and teaching all the mitzvahs. Now that's a tremendous, tremendous chus. The Chsam Soifer writes that one who learns Hilchos Shabbos, it brings tremendous baracha and great hashpa to the person. But the Toilos Adam writes, and this is fascinating, Pashas Tetzaveh, by observing Shabbos, Shmila Shabbos Kehilchasa, a person can merit and acquire Sechel and Das, Midois, and Shlemus that normally he can't reach. He can't achieve based on his Teva. But since Shabbos is above Teva, it allows you to tap into areas above your Teva and you can reach Shlemus. Mamisha, to be an Adam Shalem. The Taz and his Akdama to Simon Reish Membeis writes a fascinating thing. We look at Yom Kippur as the great day, the laundromat. You come in sort of not so clean, you come out, psh, Pure and clean, says the Taz. <clears throat> Observing Shabbos, Shmira Shabbos ki Hilchasa, is greater and can provide greater atonement than Yom Kippur. Why is that? Because in Yuma, Peivai, we learned Yom Kippur doesn't always work for everything. 
ארבע חילוקי כפרה אתה גמור אסס. מצווה אסה, you just bang on your chest a few times, you're good to go. מצווה לויסה אסה, well it depends, what type of לויסה אסה, if it's involved קרס, if it involves חילול השם, sometimes יום כיפר is just not enough, and you need יסורים, and you need מיסה, it's not enough. ברן שבס קי"ח דגמור אסס, כל השוימר שבס כהלכסוי, אפילו אויבד אבוי דזורו, כדור אנוש, מויכלי לוי. שבס has the power to atone without סיגופים, you don't need to roll in the snow, you don't need to roll in the thorns, you don't need מיסה, you know any type of יסורים. שבס has the power to atone. says the taz, it carries a lot of weight, the taz. that it's greater in that respect than Yom Kippur, and therefore the only way to be able to be showing Meshavah's Kiel Chaso is to learn the halachas which you're involved in now. So it's a fantastic thing. I think the best way to teach unknown halachas, as in any other area that one tries to learn, is to do it in a form of questions and answers, and maybe in a way of riddles. Chazal say that when you learn in that form, It's easier to remember. So let's try. We're going to present all kinds of riddles, and let's see what the Talmud Chachamim sitting here, how they can figure it out. Maybe, with a little help, we'll find some unknown halachas. So let's start with the first question. Do we put on Tfilin on Shabbos? You do? No, I thought you said yes. Great, we all agree, right? And who is the person that has to put filin on Shabbos? Three possible answers. And we're not talking about a person who made a vow. We're not talking about a person who is sick. Everybody is healthy. And yet, you're saying he found it in the middle of the field. And it's 10 o'clock in the morning. Again, wait until 9 o'clock at night. And therefore, he has to put it in Malbush. And then he walks in to town. That's one person, but he has two other friends. Who else has to put on Tfilin on Shabbos? You're sending us to Shulchanor, Shin Mem Dalet, and the Biu Halacha. A person who's stuck in the desert, he doesn't know what day it is. He has to put on Tfilin every single day of the week. Because his Tuesday, maybe it's Shabbos. See, what he does, he keeps six days. He counts one, two, three, four, five, six. And the seventh is Shabbos. Could be that the seventh is really Tuesday. But he doesn't know. So therefore he has to put on tefillin every single day of the week. It comes out, this is a, a riddle built in within a riddle. You can ask another riddle here. Based on the bio, aloha. It's Who has to put tefillin on, but not when he's davening shachis? It's this person. On Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, his count, he has to put in tefillin on shachis. But on his Shabbos, well again, could be a Tuesday or Wednesday, he cannot put tefillin on Shabbos when he's davening, because that's Tante de Sati. How can he say, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, thank you very much for the Shabbos you gave me. So what is it feeling doing in your head? That's Tante de Sate. So he should not wear it during Shachis, and right after Shachis he can put him on. So he wears him all week long, but he doesn't wear him during Shachis. That's the second person. Who's the third person that has to put his tefillin on on Shabbos? I think it's, uh, I think it's um, someone who had two brothers. Shh. Who... Now this is not La'alacha. The first two were La'alacha. Tumas Adashen brought in the base Yosef. We do not pass it like this, but it's a Rishon, and therefore it carries a lot of weight. An Arel Shemesu Echav Machmas Mila. The first baby in that family was born and died after the circumcision. The second as well. We do not circumcise the third one because we pass it like Reb Shimon in this case, like Reb Yudah, I'm sorry, that Chazaka is constituted by twice because it's an Indian of Sakana, even though normally we say Chazaka three times. Why? Indian of Sakana. Says that to Masadeshin, every Yid does not wear tefillin on Shabbos because we need to have always two oysters. You need to have an ois and another ois. You come into Shabbos, that's an ois. You also have a bris milah. So you have two oysters on Shabbos. But on Aril, he wasn't able to have a bris milah. He comes into Shabbos with only, only one ois on Shabbos. And therefore he has to have two. A Yid always has to have two oysters. And therefore he puts on tefillin on Shabbos. Tefillin and Shabbos is his two oysters. We do not pass on that halacha, but those are the three answers to our question. Let's ask another question. Learn, 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 learn. Is it possible that there's a person that will tell him on Shabbos, you can only learn Gemale. Don't learn Rashi and Toysvis. He has a Gemale right in front of him. Don't look at the Rashi Toysvis. No, 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 no. Only Gemale. I wish I can't be. 
Why is he learning Leor and Norif? Hazal said, not. Bishmol did that, and you know what happened? Shabbos Daf Yud Beis. So why is he learning Leor and Can't learn the Gemara as well. Not everybody together. What do you say, Rabbi Yisai? He's not so far off. Shulchanor, Simen Reish, Ayin Vav, Seif Aleph. It's towards the end of Shabbos, getting dark. But you're able to read the big font of the Gemara. Comes a goy and lights the light just for you. We did it just for you. And now this will enable you to read the small bit, which you wouldn't be able to otherwise. You can continue doing what you did before. But you're not allowed to benefit from what he did. Mimelez, you'll be able to continue only learning the Gemara and not Rashi and Toisves. Can it be something which is muta to carry on Shabbos? It's not muktzah. It didn't break. However, it turns to become muktzah on Shabbos. On Shabbos, it becomes muktzah. It didn't break. Can it be? Two possible answers. On Shabbos, in the middle of Shabbos, it becomes Muktzah, but nothing happened to it. It was not. I even used it before, five minutes ago. Now I tell me, stop, it's Muktzah. But it wasn't Muktzah before. What about an Do you use that Esau on Shabbos? I'm sorry? Yeah. You'll tell me. In the middle of Shabbos. At 10.42 a.m. What about Mila? Yeah. Yeah. Very good, but you don't even have to go that far. The first answer is clay Mila right after the Mila. If there is no other babies to perform brismila on them, it becomes mukze, shavatsiyun. Similarly, clay kvura, second day yontif, where they are allowed to bury. After the Chavik Kadisha did what they needed to do, if there is no need to bury other people, the clay kvura becomes mukze. Mira bismana, you just said, override Shabbos. Can it be? Second day yontif. Second day yontif for kvura. We bury people on the second day yontif. How can it be that mila b'shabbos overrides shabbos? There's a moyel here. Healthy. The baby is here. Healthy, strong. All the clay mila are here. And yet, even though it's the eighth day, we're not going to perform the mila. Can it be? No suffolk. Old Tzadikim, we know for a fact that he was born at 10 a.m. on Shabbos last week. He is healthy. The Moyel is healthy. There is more than 10 people here. There's even good food for after. And yet? No, Vade doesn't override Shabbos. Lichoira, Mina, that has to be performed, performed on Shabbos. Mitzvah bali atach mitzena. Shihu ye mitzvah lo mashinan. It's the eighth day. It's a mitzvah from the Torah. And yet, we're not going to... Can it be? This appears twice in Shulchan Och, in Hilchos Mila, Yoredei Areish Samech Vav Siv Zayin, and again in Hilchos Shabbos, and Shin Lamed Aleph. And the Mishnah Bura says, Shulchan Och already says, if there's a Moyer, that this is his first time, he doesn't perform Mila on Shabbos. Why? Because we're afraid. It's his first time. He's not an expert. Maybe he's going to make a mistake. And if he does make a mistake, it turns into a Chabala on Shabbos. And therefore, we don't use a person that's his first time for Mila on Shabbos. What is it that you can only do with something which is Muqsa? If it's not Muqsa, you can't do it. Strange question. If it's Muqsa, so you can use it to do that thing. But if it's not Muqsa, you can't do it. Two possible answers. If there is in a vessel an item which is mukta, so you can throw in another mukta inside, 
graf shel rei, something which is disgusting, it's muktzeh, but you're allowed to take it and put it in there. But if there's nothing in the vessel, you're not allowed to put it inside because then what are you doing? Mevatel kli mehechanoi. That's first answer. Second answer. Orachaim reisha in zayin seif dalit. An erev Shabbos, you're allowed to put the ner of Shabbos on a tree and keep it there. It's going to light. Because it smokes it. Nobody's going to, we're not suspecting people are going to come on Shabbos, going to forget, oh, sure, you got to take it off. It smokes it, you're not going to touch it. However, on Erev Yontif, you're not allowed to put the nail over there because on Yontif you're allowed to carry the nail, and therefore we're afraid you're going to take it off the tree and you're not allowed to use a tree on Shabbos or on Yontif. So only with a moksha you can do this. Both people cooked for a yid. It was Reuven, the Jew, who cooked for his friend Shimon. And it was his friend the Goy who also cooked for Shimon. We tend to think, what's more severe? Whatever the Jew cooked. Piece of meat. They cooked the same thing. They eat? Can it be that the Goy's action carries more severe consequences? Not pikuach nefesh. Not pikuach nefesh. We're not talking about pikuach nefesh. The Jew is a rasha. The guy is not a rasha because he's allowed to cook. So you're saying we go into the problem of bishulakum as far as the food. And what if it's a food that doesn't have bishulakum problem? For example, something which can be eaten raw. Even if the goy cooks it, it's no problem. Something which is eino oile al shulchan melachim does not become also by bishulakum. So he cooked some carrots. Carrots, correct? But I'm changing it. What's that? Well, in some place, according to the Gemara, you're right. According to the Gemara, you're right. Today, I don't think most people do it. Today, that will go into a shayla of sushi, raw. Um, so he cooked carrots. What can be possibly wrong, more severe with the goy's action, more so than the yeeds? Can it be? Oh, explain. When the goy did it, why? 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 Because next week I'm going to tell him this is great. You're cooking for me a Shabbos. I have what to eat finally. But a yid who cooks for somebody else, I don't have to wait. That's the first thing. What's the second thing? What happens to the kli that he cooked it in? Says the Mishnah If it's a yid who cooks in something on Shabbos, if he cooked it for somebody who's sick, no problem, nothing happened. Somebody who needs it, pikoch nefesh. But if he cooks it just because he cooked it, because he's a rasha, so that kli needs hag Allah. A goy, it doesn't make a difference. Who he cooked it for? If he cooked it, he needs you need to do agala to the to the pot, and therefore, in that respect, there's two more severe things in the goy than the yid. Now, listen to a mice. I'm going to tell you a story. A terrible mice. Terrible, terrible mice. There's a young couple. The father holds that his mother-in-law, the food there is not kosher. Can't eat there. It's nonsense. But that's what he thinks. He warned his wife many times, do not take food from your mother and bring it here. One winter Friday, when Shabbos is, uh, you know, comes in at four o'clock, and she has a lot of kinderach to take care of, and she just didn't have the time to prepare children before Shabbos. When did she remember? When her husband went to shul already. So she runs to her mother, who lives close by, and she takes a pot of chunt, and she puts it on the plata. The husband comes back, and he sees this. He sees a pot that he doesn't recognize. He realizes, oh, this is from your mother. And I told you not to bring food from your mother! And he starts yelling, and he goes crazy. And guess what else he did? He opened up the fridge, he took milk, and he poured it into the chunt. 
This comes from gaiva that leads into tremendous gas. You can do crazy things. The wife said, Adkan, that's it. Can't tolerate this. And she left and she went back to her parents. And the wife says, I cannot live with a person who violates three Isuri de Oraisa. I want divorce. Three Isuri de Oraisa, not one. They are. Mevashel b'Shabes, Basar b'Chalav, Baltashchis. I don't want to live with him. Kodesh Baruch Hu says, "You know what? Erase my name as long as there will be Shlom Bais, which means if this was gymnastics, we have to do acrobatics in halacha and do whatever we can, stretch our imagination, stretch halacha to try and restore Shlom Bais. Is there anything that we can do to help?" This couple. And to say, well, lady, it's not so bad. Like what you're saying, you're stirring three suri de so we're saying it's not so bad. Maybe she's right. Rabbi Yisai, what do you say? Applying Hilchot Shabbos is not only for Hilchot Shabbos. It's also for Shlom Bais and anything that we can do with it. What do you say? Let's attack the first issue. Is she right? Bishul B'Shabbos! How not? You take milk and you pour it into a boiling pot of chunt. It's boiling, bubbling. Pasteurized is a good, it's a good, it's an interesting hakira. What is pasteurized? Which also enough kamina for wine. Yei nesach. If pasteurized is, is in fact. But let's assume that it's not. They live in a moshav and they just milked the cow a few hours ago and it's not pasteurized. Real lichoira. Cooking on Shabbos. Ah, uh, on oh, Shabbos we have a rule. Got a mekalkelin. Turin, mimele. It's still asu. Don't tell me it's a deoraisa though. We just reduce it to a derabanan. She can't live with a person who violates isure deoraisa. Three, three for the price of one. So, lady, an isure deoraisa bishul b'Shabbos you don't have here. You have an isure derabanan. Shalaz Tshuvas Rashi Besamim has a similar shayla like this, and he says, since you created something which is asu behana, it's mekalkel, kol mekalkelin turim. Great. You could even bring it down if you say that she got cold from her mother. No, no. It was raw. It was hot. It's boiling, bubbling on the plata. It's a pleasure. <laughs> it's asu behana. It's nothing. It has to be consumed in fire. Basar bechala. Second isu. What do you say about this, Abu Issa? And it's from um, If he holds it's trafis. Yeah. Then it's hard. doesn't hold it. It's trafis. He doesn't buy horse meat. But he holds. It's not up to the standards. Ah, it's not kosher over there. What is it? The mother is from. But to his standards, it's not kosher. What did you say? I'm sorry? Somebody said something there? It's, it's a substantial amount. I'm assuming it's not. It's not batel berov. It's batel berov. He poured the milk. Shh. What do you say? Can we help them out on this one? Uh, you, you could always say that she, he, uh, I mean, look, if, if it's straight from the cow and he hasn't really gone through the homogenization and the pasteurization process, yeah. and you know, so it's not milk? The nutriment process, then you could say it's not really 100% um, solid. What is it? What would you want to call it? That's how Avoseinu used to drink milk. And on that, the Torah said, don't cook meat with milk. How much milk did he throw in the pot? A lot. A lot. A lot. A lot. He wanted to make sure that you don't touch it. No way. No way. No bitul beroi. He knows what he's doing. We have to go to Berlin to figure this one out. In the times of Samson and Farhush, and of Shapira, they had a suffolk. These great people had a suffolk. There was a shayla on the chocolate there. If it's kosher or not, could be there's something in there, some kind of meat ingredient. And the only way to find out back then was to take it to the lab, to melt it, and to find out. Are you allowed to do this? What's that? They wanted to know what are the ingredients in the chocolate. The only way to do it is in the lab. 
But the Torah says not only don't eat basar bechalav, not only don't benefit from it, don't cook it. Even if you're not planning to eat. Even if you're using a goy. Can you do it or not? So they wanted to say no. A young genius came to town, and that was a Chabinerov, later to be the Doivev Meisharim, and he writes it in Simen Lamed Aleph in the Doivev Meisharim, Chelek Aleph. And he says, Yesh Lehakel. You can send it to the lab. Doivev Meisharim, what's going on? Says the Doivev Meisharim. Why does the Torah say, don't cook meat and milk? Mishneh Lamelech, Tumas Mes, Perek Aleph Aloha Bey says, why? Because you're going to come to eat it. If you're going to cook it, you're going to come to eat it. Here, why am I sending it to the lab? In order not to eat it. He brings the raya. Psochim Yudalef. If you didn't do B'dikas Chametz before Pesach, oi, just remember the middle of Cholamoyed, what do you do? When do you do B'dikas Chametz? Now! And why are you not afraid you're going to come to eat the Chametz? What happens when you find Chametz in the middle of, of, of Yontif and you can't burn it? You put something over it, right? Why? Because you're afraid you're going to touch it, you're going to come to eat it. Ain't no be from it the entire year. So why are you allowed to do B'dikas Chametz now? Because what's the B'dikas Chametz for? In order to burn it, to find it and to burn it. Says it to him, why am I sending it to the lamb? In order to make sure not to eat it, if it has some meat ingredients. But you know what we just did here? This is called Darshinan. Taima, Dekra. You say, I see the mitzvah, mm, I understand where it's coming from, so it doesn't apply here. That's called Darshina Taima. Do we Darshin Taima Dekra? There was a person who did it. His name was Shloim HaMelech. What did he Darshin? What two mitzvahs? The Torah says, don't increase wives, don't increase horses, because. So Shloim says, oh, I see the reason, it doesn't apply to me. But this is wrong. The Gemara says, it didn't work for him. How much more so for us? So is this considered being Darshan Taima Dekra? The Shita Mekubetes in Bab Metziah Daf Tzadi brings. Over there the Gemara discusses the love of Lotachsom Shor Bedishoy. The Shor is working, you're not allowed to muzzle him. Says the Gemara, but what if the Shor has diarrhea? Then you're allowed to. Why are you allowed to do this? Because it's going to be terrible for it if it's going to continue to eat. Says the Shita Mikubetes, aren't we dashing Taimadika? What are you doing here? The Torah says no. The Torah didn't say in parentheses, oh, by the way, but if the show doesn't feel well, you can. The Torah says no. You're saying the reason is because it's going to cause Tzar Balechaim. Well, here, the real Tzar Balechaim is to allow it to continue to eat. That's called Dashina Taimadika. The Shita Mikubetes brings the Rosh. And the Rosh sends us to Baba Kamadav Kuf Tezvav Amud Aleph, Beged Almana. So the Gemara over there says, well, it depends. Rabbi Shimon and Rabbi Yudah, Rabbi Shimon says, it depends if the lady, the Almana, is rich or poor. If she is a poor widow and you lend her some money, don't take her pajamas. Don't take her suit. Because at night you're going to have to come back. She's poor, she doesn't have anything else to wear. You're going to have to come back at night and give it to her. You're going to have to come back in the morning and give her whatever the skirt that she's wearing. And the neighbors are going to start talking. Why is this guy here every night and every morning? What's going on with this almana? You're going to cause her to have a bad name. Says the Shita Mekubetz, it brings the Rosh. Even according to Rabbi Yudah, who does not darshan time what they call like Rabbi Shimon, he would admit in the case of the Shor that here you're allowed to muzzle him. Why? Because here it's so clear what the Torah writes. That the only reason not to do it is because it's going to cause Tzar Balechaim. So when the real Tzar Balechaim is to allow it to continue eating, it's as if the Torah says so. It's Rabbeinu Arosh. So when everybody understands that's the reason, it's as if it's written in the Torah. Therefore the Shabin Erov understood, like the Mishnah Lamelech, that when the Torah says, don't cook it, it means it's in order because you're going to come to eat it. Here I'm not going to come to eat it. It's the, exactly the opposite. It's not a problem. The Chazonish writes similarly, that the Ramban writes, The Ramban brings reasons for the mitzvahs. And the Ramban says, it's so pashut as if it's written in the Torah itself. And therefore you're allowed to cook the chocolate. So back to our couple here. And the wife says, 
My husband cooked meat with milk. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. What did he do? He thought it's not kosher, so he wanted to prevent you from eating. According to this, and again, again, this is called acrobatic, acrobatics in halacha. We're stretched, we're doing flip-flops, we're doing all kinds of things. According to that, he didn't do a isudewais of cooking meat and milk. He wanted to separate you from it. And he succeeded. Nobody would ever touch this joint. According to that, lichoira. He wanted to save you. What about bal tashchis? Same thing. Bal tashchis means you come taking something and you're destroying it for no reason. I have a reason here. I want to save my wife and everybody else in the house from eating this something which is not kosher. He has a reason, according to his crooked mind. Mimele didn't transmit, and he said, The husband has to do tshuva, serious tshuva. And the wife, Boch Hashem, was appeased because she held its three suhideraisa, and we just showed her that it's not. So, you see, for Shlom Bais, we have to go all out, whatever we can pull, in order to restore Shlom Bais, if HaKadosh Baruch allows us to erase his name. Yeah. Brings. Why is it so terrible to get angry on Shabbos? Because the Zoya's language is, Man b'Shabbos, ke'ilu okid nua de Gehenom. One who gets angry on Shabbos, it's as if he lit the fires of Gehenom. Says the Bnei Sasra, it's always bad to get angry. Terrible things over there about anger. But on Shabbos it's even worse, because on Shabbos the fire of Gehenom don't work. So one who gets upset, it's as if he lit the fire of Gehenom. That's what the Zoya says. And he's transgressing cooking on Shabbos. The guys upstairs, they have a rest. They're not being cooked now on Shabbos. But when he lights the fires of Gehenom, says the Bnei Sasa, he's cooking on Shabbos. I've always said an interesting riddle. What is this thing that you're not allowed to do? But if you say this halacha, you know, I'm not allowed to do this. Then you're allowed to do it. Two answers. If you, say, if, if you don't say anything, you're not allowed to do this. But if you'll tell me the halacha, so now you're allowed to do it. Can it be? What about Divrei Choy? You can't say on going to China on Shabbos, but you can say, you know, you're not allowed to say that you're eating on Adodish. Oh, very good, very good. And I have two other possible answers. Excellent. Especially look at the Darkie Moshe. You're not allowed in the morning to put rok tafil, saliva, fresh saliva, as soon as you get up. Apparently it's very potent. And they used to put it on the eye for refua. So the halacha is you're not allowed to use that in the morning before you speak because it's very, very potent. It's muhach de refua avid. It's clear that you're doing for refua. But once you say this halacha, by the way, you know I'm not allowed to put the rock tafel on my eye, so then it's not rock tafel anymore. Maybe at that point you're allowed to put it. The other halacha not relevant to Shabbos, any day of the week, you're not allowed to make the shul a kapandria, a shortcut. Simen kufnun alef. But if you come into the shul and you say some halachas, you know. Not allowed to make a shuntu kapandia? So we made it, now you can. Normally we're more lenient for a person who's sick on Shabbos than to a person who's healthy, right? We all agree? Great. Three possible answers where we're more lenient with the healthy person and we allow him to do the things that we will not be allowed for the sick person to do. Can it be? Not everybody together. One by one. I can't hear when you're all yelling. What can a healthy person do on Shabbos that a sick person can't? What's that? Not taking the pain medication. Food. Oh, so a healthy person, if he's eating it because he is hungry or thirsty, he's allowed to. The sick person that didn't reach the stage that he's allowed to take medication is not allowed to because it's proven that he's taken for medicine and he's not at that stage yet. That's the first answer. Excellent. Second answer. The end of Reish Peites. Before Shachis, one who is healthy is allowed to drink water. One who is sick and is allowed to eat because of that 
So he can't drink water because now he has to do Kiddush. Mimele, even water he won't be able to drink before Shachis. The third answer. Mishnabu and Simen Shin Lamidvav. A sick person is not allowed to lean on a tree. A healthy person is allowed to lean on a tree. As long as the tree doesn't move, the healthy person is allowed to. The sick person, he's so weak, doesn't have any koyach. So he uses all his koyach and he leans on the tree and that's considered kemishtamesh b'mechubar and therefore he's not allowed to lean on the tree. Another three possible answers. Amir aleakum is the oraisa de rabbanon. The rabbanon. Can it be that Amir aleakum is the oraisa? Can we upgrade Amir aleakum to the oraisa? Two possible answers. Mishnah Bura, Shin Daled, Seif Aleph. If you say something to a girl, Toishav, since the Torah says, Ve'inafesh ben Amasra ve'hager, it becomes an Amira Dioraisa. The Minchas Chinuch, Mitzvah Kuf Yud Beis, if you say to a Goyan, Shmita, I want you to work, the land, it becomes an Isur Dioraisa, the Amira Le'akum. Two great Chidushim. What's more Chamur? Toilada or Av? Av Melacha or Toilada? Av, Boshut. Can it be that the Toilada was more Chamur than the Av? Can it be that it's more Chamur? The Toilada is more Chamur than the Av Melacha. How can that be? Remez Shin Yud Ches. Talking. Can you cook using the benefit of the sun? Chama. You allowed to? You allowed to? Can you use tolos chama? Why? Why not? Because it's not cooking in the sun. Because maybe when people see you doing that, they will say, oh, I guess the toilada is allowed to. So I know I'm not allowed to cook with fire, but I'm allowed to use toilada of fire. Gzeira. So it comes out that toilada of chama is more severe than the chama because toilada of chama you're not allowed to cook and with the chama you are allowed to. Now this is a very strange question. Can it be? One does a melacha on Shabbos at 6 a.m. and will tell him, potu. He does the same melacha six hours later. Chayav. Skila. Same melacha. Everybody is healthy. No vows, no inadarim, anything like that. Say melacha. 6 a.m. patu. Come back at 12, at 1 o'clock, at 2 p.m. Chayav. And when you're patu in the morning, lechatchila. Of course, of course, of course. It's skillable. I'm not sure if we're going to get it because we also don't have a Sanhedrin today. But it's a skillable act. And if he puts tefillin, he's high of skila. What did he do? <laughs> uh, so how can he carry 6 a.m.? It's still Shabbos? No, he didn't know Shabbos. He carried... Is he lechatchila allowed to when he doesn't know? When he doesn't know. So is lechatchila allowed to do so? If he would come and ask us, we would say, of course, do it lechatchila. He, he puts fruit out to dry. No, no, it's He puts food out to dry? Fruit. No. So? So if he plants something and then the rain only comes six hours later, when he did the actual melacha, it's not a problem. We're saying lechatchila is allowed to do this. It's tremendous When you say Five a.m. <laughs> Could be even eight a.m. Depends where, <laughs> and not necessarily having to do with light or dark. No, but does it have to do with this month? No, it has to do with something that has to do with this month. Oh, people who are outside. Oh, well, he ate. Why would the rabbi have skila? Shabbos Dav Kuvav, Rashi. Bot Lalacha. One who traps Chagavim on Shabbos. 
If he does it at 6 a.m. when there's still dew, the Chagavim misavrim, they're blind. And it's as if, Nitzoidin ve'oimdin, and therefore lechatchina you can do it. But when it's Sharav, when it's hot out there, and it's 2 p.m. and it's, the sun is beating down, then it's Mamish Melachat Yorai Tzad. The Rashash wonders on Rashi, why is it Lechatchila Muta? From Rashi, it's implied that it's Muta Lechatchila. The Rashash doesn't understand why that is. It's 6 a.m. It's Muta Lechatchila, Nitzoidin Ve'oimdin. But that's what Rashi says. What's interesting about this Aloha is that the Rambam didn't bring it. The Shulchan didn't bring it. But the Biur Allah brings it in Shin Tes Zayin. And that's the answer to our question. Can it be? One can drive on Shabbos, but he can't do laundry at that time. Or the reverse. He can do laundry, but he can't drive. At the same time. Can it be? <laughs> Shabbos! Even if you can do five things at once, it's Shabbos! <laughs> Says the Taz in Reisa Gimel Gimel. In Ben Hashmashos, you can accept on yourself, I'm sorry, in Tosefes Shabbos, you can accept on yourself certain melachos, and I'm not accepting on myself when I'm accepting Shabbos to do other melachos. So if you accept on yourself not to drive, you're not allowed to drive, but you're allowed to do the laundry. And the reverse. So that's a taz in Reis Samech Gimel. What's that? You're not supposed to do laundry on Yeah, but I need the garment for Shabbos. I don't have what to wear. Mukte, you're allowed to touch or you're not allowed to carry. What's exactly the definition of Mukte? Don't move it. So I'm allowed to touch it? Yes. Great. What Mukte are you not allowed to touch? That's not in, on Shabbat, that's also on Monday and Tuesday. What's that? No, no. And head? An egg, Shulchan Ochochaim Shin Yud, and again in Shin Chav Beis, an egg. Any little touch, any, you're going to touch it a little, it's going to roll, it's going to move, and therefore you're not allowed to. Excellent. What mitzvah? You perform on weekdays, and you say a bracha over it. You do the same mitzvah on Shabbos, no bracha. Two possible answers. Tefillin, we don't put on Shabbos. Then you're wearing a derech malbush, it's not a mitzvah. You're doing a mitzvah, and yet you're not going to say a bracha. Doing a mitzvah. On Monday, you say a bracha. On Shabbos, you don't. How can that be? Two possible answers. Mishnah Bura Shinchaf Beis. Lamed Gimel. Tvila Skelim. On Monday, when you tell Klim, you have to say a bracha? Yeah. On Shabbos, you're allowed to do Tvila Skelim? No. Why? Misaken. I, but I really need it. I don't have any other, anything else to wear. Oops, anything else to use, I'm sorry. So what do I do? I put it in the well, and I'm just taking out some water. I'm doing the mitzvah of Tvila Skelim. But when you do it that way, don't say Abracha. The other answer. Second day of Yontif, Rosh Hashanah, is on Friday. We didn't have a shoifa. We're waiting for the Shariah, and we're waiting, and we're waiting, and we're waiting, and we're waiting, and finally arrives. But we already accepted Shabbos on ourselves. We did it early. We made it that time. Take the Shoifah, says the Mishnah and only blow Tashrat, Tashat, Tarat, only ten times. And blow it, but without saying a bracha. The Mishnah continues. It's an interesting Mishnah but that would be sufficient for us for the answer that we wanted. A person forgets to say Does he have to repeat Mayriv? No. We know that if he ate afterwards Bemezir and do Avdala, he has to repeat. I'm not talking about that. He didn't eat. Is there any way that he has to repeat Shmonese? When will it, when will it be that we'll say to him, you have to again say Shmonese? Not because there are other things that he forgot. Only because you forgot Atachoy Nantanu. And he didn't eat anything. Explain. It has, it has to, uh, in the case where it doesn't have any other dollars, so it has to, so it has to, uh, it has to say, uh, But maybe he's going to get the wine tomorrow. 
Says the Shulchan Aruch, Reish Sadi Dalit. If he doesn't have wine now, and he doesn't think that he will have wine tomorrow, then he has to do Avdala now and Tefillah. Says the Mishnah Bua, because he knows that it's coming tomorrow, then he shouldn't, because he can rely on the wine that's coming tomorrow. Excellent. Rabbi Isai, last riddle. Everybody knows the Maise, I don't have to repeat it. Giti Nunheya Mudbeis Kamtsa and Bar Kamtsa. We all know the Maise, right? Any interesting nafkamina lahaloche, especially for Hilchos Shabbos, stemming out of that Agadita part in the Gemara? It's a fascinating Maise, what does it have to do with us? Any nafkamina to us today? No Beis Amignash? And yet, Kamsa and Balkamsa apply every Shabbos. Can it be? There's an isu to read Shitrei Hed Yoiters on Shabbos. Right? Says the Mishnah Bure, Shin Gimel, the Shamish is allowed, he says, the Mishnah Bure says, how is it that we see the Shamish writing from the list of uh, the invitees on Shabbos? Because they didn't decree this Isu, this Gezerav, don't read Shitrei Yosef and Shabbos, on the Shamish. Why? Because look what happened last time that the Shamish didn't do a good job reading and inviting the right people. A tremendous Chuban came out of it. Therefore, because of this comes and becomes a Maise, they never decreed on the Shamish, and therefore he can read from the list of people. Moyadik. Two other possible answers, Nafkamine Lahaloche. Not necessarily Shabbos. One of them can be on Shabbos and weekdays. The other, not relevant to Shabbos necessarily, actually. Both of them can apply in Shabbos as well. The other thing is in Shuhan Ochaim, which you already learned, in Kuf Nun Gimel, a person who has a house and he donated it or he's lending it to become a shul. A shul la rabim. But he's this one guy who comes there, he can't stand him. So he says to everybody, you can come in, you can't. Says the Mishnah boy, you're not allowed to do this. And if you want, just close the shul. But you can't do this. Why? Because of kamsa in bar kamsa. Because what happens when you embarrass someone publicly? We know the story. Chuban beis The third thing is in Mishnah Bua. Not Mishnah Bua. Shulchanoch. Orachaim simen kufain. Shulchanoch quotes a gemor in pesachim peivav amud beis. The Shulchan Aruch says, Yaase. That's it. The Biyarach brings that there are some versions of the of the Shulchan Aruch. There is Chutz Mitzeh, just like it says in the Gemara. By the way, what is Chutz Mitzeh? What does that mean? Leave. The Ben Yehuda doesn't understand like you, and the Ben Yehuda says, Rechzachus Tze is Rashi Tevos Tzolchei Ishtoi. When the Balabos says to you, start uh, taking care of the, my wife's matters, that's when it stops, and then you don't have to listen to him. Says as Fas Emes back there in Psochim Peivav, where did they get this statement from? Chazal say, Kol Don't leave, no matter what. That comes from the Maise with Kamsa and Bar Kamsa, because look what happened. If Kamsa would stay, we wouldn't have a Chuban Beis Amigdash. That's what the Fas Emes says. So this applies actually in Shabbos as well, because... Both, all three answers apply in, in, in Shabbos as well. So those are our riddles. I just want to end by saying something about the tremendous thing that you involved, the effort, and that in Mitzvah Shem you'll be able to continue. This is the Gemur in Shabbos, Daf Lamed Aleph Amud Aleph. Omar Rava, B'Sha'a Shemachnisin Adam Ladin, Shoya Limo Yisoy. Rava says to us what happens after 120, they're going to ask a series of six questions. The first one, Asakta, your business deal dealings honest. The second one, Kavata Itim Latoya. Did you set specific times to learn? Why is it so important? Listen to this, it's worth at least a million dollars. Cash. Who says the following? The Peleyot says it in his Peleyots. But the Peleyots is a Sefer Musa. Peleyots wrote another Sefer called Yalzu Hasidim. But that's also Sefer Musa and Sefer Hasidim. But he also wrote a very important halachic work. What is that? Chesed la'alofim. Chesed la'alofim simen kuf nun hei. Chesed la'alofim. Shulchan Ochoachayim. The same thing says the Ben Yehoyada. Adata de Nafshei. Both great Nevi'im, Misnabim, Besignon Echad. He writes it in Bochus Lamed Hayamud Beis. 
And the Imre Emes writes similarly, I think in Shnas Taflish Memhei, listen to the following. Why is it so important? Kavata itim la And don't change that and don't cancel it for no matter what. We have a rule. Normally we go basar roiv. Right? Call the parish, miruba parish. But not always. Because in Subis Tezvav Mudalef we learn, kol kavua kemerza al merza dami. If something is set in its place, it's not viewed as it's one out of ten, as one out of ten, it's viewed as 50-50, five and five, just because it's set in its place. This Gedoilim say, if all you have is that 25 minutes, 24, 25, 24 minutes and a half for Shulchan Aruch Yoimi, and I'm sure you have more, but whatever it is that you have, and it's kvius though, and it doesn't change, so then your day is viewed is half and half. Kol kavua! But it doesn't stop there. Because in Rosh Hashanah, Yudzayin, Amudalev, the Gemurah, Darshan, Zapasuk. HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Rav Chesed. What is Rav Chesed? Mate klapei Chesed. When it's exactly equal on the scales, HaKadosh Baruch Hu tilts the scales in your favor. So if by having a set time and you don't change it, no matter what, you moved up to Kol kavua, Kemechza, Almechza, it's in the entire half, it's a half of the day. So Mimele, now HaKadosh Baruch Hu tilts the scales. And now, the rav of your day, you're sitting and learning. It doesn't stop there because in Nazir Membeisa Mudalef, the Gemara says, Rubai, Kechunoi. So by the 10 minutes that you're learning a day, in this case 25 at least, then you add the Dafyomi, then you add this, then you add that, whatever it is. But it's Kavua. You move to Kavua Kemechza Almechza. Once it's Mechza Almechza, HaKadosh Baruch Hu does the rest for you and it's Rov. It moves up. It's the Rov. Once you have a rov, ruboy kechulo, and the entire day is viewed in the eyes of HaKadosh Baruch as if you're sitting and learning 24-7, 354 days a year. Moiradik. You should learn. Learn, steig, and more importantly, retain. But even more importantly, have fun in the process.